Welcome back to Pancreas Pals, a podcast by diabetics for diabetics. I'm Emily, a writer and editor. And I'm Miriam, a licensed mental health counselor. We're just two women trying to live our best diabetic lives. While it might not always be easy due to the literal highs and lows, it always helps to have a pancreas pal to turn to. Hello, and welcome to Pancreas Pals. I'm Emily, a writer. And I'm Miriam, a licensed mental health counselor. We're just two type 1 diabetics trying to live our best lives. It's not always easy with the literal highs and lows, but it does help to have a pancreas pal to turn to. Hi, guys. Welcome to Pancreas Pals. Emily here. And Miriam. And this week's very special guest is none other than Crystal Hall, the mother and very awesome human of T1D underscore Brookie on Instagram, also known as Brooklyn, the most adorable child I think I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> <Aww>. <laughs> but you. also, you do a great job because you, you're a mom and you're a human on your own. Um, <laughs> I'm like such a fangirl of A, your parenting from afar, which is weird to say from in- Instagram has made me way too chill for saying hyper personal things. <laughs> It does. Um, you feel like intimately close with these people who lives yes, you watch. But yes, yes we've, we've loved watching you from afar um, kind of parent Brooklyn as a, a type 1 diabetic. So we're really excited to have you on. And thank you. I think it's worth noting that you are our first guest who does not have type 1, who is the mother of a type 1, which oh, brings mm-hmm. about so many questions, um, yes. mostly because Miriam and I talk about type one from a firsthand perspective, but right. we do have a good chunk of listeners who are parents or want yeah. to become parents, um, whether they have type one or of a type one. So it is long overdue. So welcome. Thank you. Thank you, ladies, for having me. I'm happy to just kind of, you know, walk through our journey and, you know, answer any questions that you have. Oh, amazing. So we always start off with diagnosis stories and as a parent, I'm sure your perspective is very unique. So we'd love to hear about, di- uh, about Brooklyn's diagnosis story. Sure. So Brooklyn was diagnosed when she was 18 months old. So this was right around the Christmas holiday season, 2018. Mm-hmm. Um, so actually about two days before Christmas, um, you know, we just noticed that something just wasn't right about her. Um, she just was very lethargic, um, very irritable, cranky. Um, She really, you know, didn't have much of an appetite. She was just wanting milk all the time or water, you know, so I can remember asking my husband, like, you know, some, you know, do you think something's like going on with her? And we just kind of went back and forth and we're like, well, maybe, you know, maybe she's kind of coming down with a cold or maybe she has an ear infection. Um, you know, maybe let's just kind of watch it for a few days and see, you know, what happens. So my mom was actually here as well, visiting from out of town. Um, and, you know, I can just remember the look in my mom's eyes, you know, she just had that motherly look like, okay, guys, you know, Mm -hmm. something is just not right. But, you know, I said, well, let's just give it, you know, a few more days. Um, and if she's not any better, then we'll take her to the hospital. So, Christmas Day rolls around. Um, well, actually, let me back up. So I remember Christmas Eve, I was getting my both of my kids um, together for those, you know, last minute, you know, Christmas Eve shots around the Christmas tree right before Santa comes. Um, and Brooklyn just, um, she was just so pitiful. She just mm-hmm. was, um, she didn't want to smile. 
she didn't want to play with her brother. She really just wanted to go to bed. And so, um, you know, we said, okay, well, again, we're just going to wait another day or so just to kind of wait things out, see if she gets any better. So Christmas Day rolls around. And looking back on the pictures now um, of Christmas Day, it really just kind of, you know, makes makes me really sad seeing the pictures. But Christmas Day rolls around. Um, and I, you know, she just still had not gotten any better. And I can remember turning to my mom, who was still here. And I said, Mom, you know, do you think we should take her in? And she said, you know, guys, please take her. Please take her to the doctor. So we, Christmas Day, um, you know, my mom stayed here with my son and my husband and I scooped Brooke up. We took her to the Children's Health Care of Atlanta um, Urgent Care Office. So we got there, waited for about 40 minutes or so. And finally, she saw the doctor and <clears throat> we kind of explained what was going on, you know, said, you know, Brooke's, you know, she's normally very bubbly and very happy. Something's just not right. So doctor looked her over, looked at her ears, looked at her throat and said, you know, I don't know, mom and dad, they were like, she was like, you know, her ears look good and her throat looks good. Maybe we should do some blood work on her. So I said, you know, I would feel more comfortable if we do some blood work just to mm -hmm. rule out anything. So we, yeah, so we did the blood work and we sat and waited, we sat and waited. Mm -hmm. And about an hour later, the doctor rolls in and she said, she looked at us and she said, um, you know, we have the results back. Um, Brooklyn's blood sugar is 582. Oh my She's type one diabetic and we've called a pediatric ambulance to come and get her. Um, and I can just remember like my heart just sank to my feet yeah. because, and I can remember saying to the doctor, but but how? I mean, we eat really healthy, which she eats, you know, really, she eats lots of fruits and vegetables, and, you know, and the doctor, obviously, then I didn't know anything about mm -hmm. the difference right. between type one and type two. Um, so and I can just remember the doctor saying, you know, you know, honey, it has nothing to do with that. Um, this is different. You know, you'll I'm sure you will, you will learn kind of all about what's going on um, in the coming hours. And so the ambulance came and got her, um, took her to the hospital and, you know, and she stayed there for a few days until we were able to, re to be released. But, you know, during that hospital stay, it was a very um, eye-opening and, and scary time for us because we were just kind of thrown into this. And not only that, but I also worried because, you know, I had another child at home as well. Right. And I'm like, okay, well, oh my gosh, how am I going to, you know, balance all of this? And we also support our son at home. Um, and just thinking back about our hospital stay too, I can remember, you know, in the beginning, the nurses did a lot of the work for like the shots and all of that mm -hmm. stuff. And then once one time they eventually said, okay, mom and dad, we're going to let you do the shots now. So they showed us how to do the shots. And I can remember asking, okay, well, how many times a day or how many times am I going to have to do this? And she said, multiple times a day for the rest of her life. And I think that was when it really just kind of hit me like, mm -hmm. oh my goodness, like our lives have changed. Our lives have changed. And, um, you know, but, you know, being the family that we are, um, we, we stuck through it. Um, you know, we went through the proper training at the hospital and we were finally, finally released and we've been, you know, living living our lives ever since. But, you know, again, looking back on those pictures from when Brooklyn was sick, um, you can, you can see, you know, 
she had clearly lost weight. But when you when you're with your child every day, a lot of times you just don't notice those things right. because yeah. yeah, because you see them all the time, right? But mm-hmm. now that she's obviously put the weight back on, and we kind of kind of look back and kind of see the state that she was in, it just it just breaks my heart. But mm-hmm. uh, but again, I try to focus on the positive and just remain thankful that we did take her in that day yes. and we got the diagnosis and we're on a path forward. Exactly. That's I mean my biggest thought coming out of that story was that like personally relating everything back to me (laughs) I I was diagnosed when I was 20 years old and Mm -hmm. I was alone in college in Boston while my family was back home in Jacksonville and I was so sick but I didn't want to go to the hospital I just was like I'm gonna wait until I see my doctor back in Jacksonville meanwhile I was like not even a mile away from one of the best endocrinologists in the world. Um, And I was just so terrified that Mm -hmm. I, and and I had been misdiagnosed with prediabetes. And so I knew that and they looked at me and they were like, she's 20 years old. Her A1C is 6.6 or it was like 6.9. Like Mm -hmm. there's no way it's, it's your diet. And I was like, I'm actually eating healthy contrary to any other college freshman. Um, So I'm so impressed and I totally feel what you're feeling even like I was losing I didn't really lose that much weight and it's hard to even notice it on yourself let alone like your child and you have Mm -hmm. another child at home so like Mm -hmm. I think it's just it's a good thing you caught it when you did but also it's very common that it's not caught at, at at a decent time if you will yeah yeah and I'm having my own fields too because that's the the very same hospital I was diagnosed at you know oh. 20 25 years ago oh, and goodness and you know I obviously I was I was sick so I was a little bit more aware of that stay than than Brooklyn was mm-hmm. I imagine Hope, mm-hmm. hopefully she'll have no memories of that yeah um but what I remember from the hospital is just sort of this crash course feeling right mm-hmm. it's kind of like plunged into this new lifestyle and especially for you this is you know this is really all on you as the parent like Brooklyn's not really taking care of this right now right so I'm I'm curious you know post hospitalization how was that transition for you and sort of figuring out like okay this has to be our new normal now well, honestly, um, so just like you said, we were really just kind of thrown into it. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, in the beginning, there were a lot of sleepless nights. Mm-hmm. Um, she, it took us about three weeks before we got our Dexcom. So um, I can remember my husband and I, you know, doing that mid, that 2 a.m. kind of wake up, you know, every night to go check mm-hmm. her blood sugar. Um, but honestly, it just kind of became routine for us. Um, we were both two working parents. We both work mm-hmm. full-time jobs. And so although we were tired, honestly, um, you know, I was under the mindset that I, I never want to look back and say what I should have done. I always want to do the right thing to support mm-hmm. her. So if it meant getting up multiple times per night, that's just what we were going to have to do. If it meant that we, you know were giving shots multiple times per day. And um, that's just what we're going to have to do. Um, Mm -hmm. I will say that 
once we finally got our, you know, our Dexcom, that obviously helped things, um, helped things a ton. Mm-hmm. One, we were able to get more sleep. Um, yeah. <laughs> and the yes, the dream. And, you know, just not having to chase a toddler around yeah. and prick her fingers, you know, every two hours. Um, mm-hmm. But I will say through it all, Brooklyn has always been a champ. Um, even early on, she when she knew that when it was time, to check her blood sugar. Um, she will, you know, easily hold out her hand and say, you know, even now she'll say, mommy, you know, can I help or can I do it? So, um, surprisingly she has taken to all of this very well. And, um, she's just, you know, she's just a champ. I, I I just, I just applaud her, but I, you know, but again, just, you finally just realize that this is your new normal and you just accept Mm -hmm. it and move on. That's what we did. Right. Yeah. And I think that, we're just too polite. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I, I just think it's also from like a parent's perspective, it's, it is your new normal, but you do get to kind of like, I mean, you're, you're always going to worry about her. That's just oh, like yeah. what a parent does, but eventually yeah. she'll be able to take on her own care. And that's a reprieve in itself. Like she kind of was able to lean on you for those, however many first few years. And then mm-hmm. Yeah. You, you know, you get to watch her grow and be responsible with it herself. So I think I a don't lot know if I'll even let go then. I, well, I, have <laughs> go, I have to let go when she gets older. I don't think I can do it. Oh my goodness, trust me, eventually <laughs> you'll want to. Slow, a slow transition. But yeah. you know, I was, I was thinking, you said she's been such a trooper and she's really like caught on so well with all of this new stuff, but that's such a reflection of you, you know, the way yeah. you're parenting and the way you're taking care of it she mirrors that. So yeah. I'm, I'm super curious, how have you explained to, to Brooklyn what's going on? You know, when she was in the hospital or as she's getting a little bit older, how do you sort of talk about diabetes without her feeling like there's something wrong or she's sick? Yeah. So a couple of ways. Um, one, I think the biggest thing, um, and that's really kind of um, key right now is the Instagram community. So I show Brooklyn a lot of other children and adults um, that are living with type one diabetes, um, just like her. And so mm-hmm. one of her favorite things to do is she'll say, mommy, you know, pull out, pull out your phone and, and let's see, let's see the pump or let's see the next come. Mm-hmm. And what she means by that is she wants to go and look at some of her followers and, and look at their devices and look at, you know, what they're, see where their Dexcoms are. And, and we just kind of talk through those things. And, you know, um, that has just been really helpful just in, you know, helping her to realize that, you know, look, there are other people out there that are living with this condition, just Mm -hmm. like you and look, and they, they are living their lives and you are going to be okay. Um, another, another resource that has helped us is, you know, children's books and things that deal Mm -hmm. with, um, young children having type one diabetes. Um, I know there were, um, you know, a lot of resources that were given to us once we left the hospital. Um, and just, you know, just we've, um, you know, we've got bears and books and things, um, that she can, you know, sleep with and, um, you know, that she can pretend to check their blood sugar with. And again, that just kind of helps normalize all of this for her. Um, and then also we make sure to include her brother, um, who's, who's not type one, but just make sure that we include him in all of the discussions that we're having and books that we're reading so that he can become educated as well. And, and, you know, they can, you know, again, she can grow up to know that, 
you know, they, mm-hmm. this is not going to hold her back in any sort of way. And just kind of, it's, it's our, it's our job as her parents to help normalize this as much as possible. And I think so far we've done a pretty good job. Amazing. Yes. I, oh, love, amen. I love the way you include her brother in, mm-hmm. in all the things. And yes. I mean, <laughs> Miriam and I both have siblings. I can't imagine being an only child and having type one oh, diabetes. If you're yeah. out there, yeah. we see yeah. you, we respect yeah. you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I'm a fraternal twin and my twin is pancreatically capable. And even though I was diagnosed as an adult, she's been instrumental in the way that mm-hmm. I cope with it. She's mm-hmm. I live with her now in Manhattan. Miriam knows oh, wow. her. What's up? Mm-hmm. We went to Miriam's oh. wedding. <laughs> but it's and she's instrumental in the way that I manage my disease because around her she is she sees the ins and outs of it every day and so she yeah. has the appropriate reactions to things like mm-hmm. I can't expect strangers on the street to have an appropriate reaction to me like whipping out my glucometer and taking my blood sugar right but it's so chill when that sibling is there with yes. us they're yes. used to it and it does normalize it in such a way that she will be able to bring with her in everything that she does it'll be mm-hmm. normal when she is you know now when she's at school if mm-hmm. someone asks a question, it's like, well, my brother asked this question mm-hmm. and he mm-hmm. treats me great and he's my best friend. Like, yes. yeah. It's and so also, your, yeah, and your son is going to be such an ally when he bumps into oh, diabetics yeah. in the wild. Like, <laughs> I, as a diabetic, I can't tell you how comforting it is when someone says, oh, yeah, my, you know, my sister has type one. Yeah. It's just this instant, like, oh, oh you get it. Oh, yes. Yes. So not only are you raising like a, like an adorable T1D, but you're raising this amazing ally also, which is. Thank you. Yes. It's so important. It's so important. Yeah. My son, he's a huge help um, with Brooklyn's care. Um, He's seven years old. And even now he'll say, mommy, you know, can I, can I help with the site change or can I do the, you know, can I do the Dexcom things? And I'm like, nobody, not quite yet, but maybe <laughs> you can help with this. Maybe you can help me test her blood or something like that. So we try to give mm-hmm. him like little small tasks, yeah. you know, just to help him involved. And, and she, and Brooklyn loves it too. She loves that her brother is there um, to support her. And I just, you know, I just hope that that relationship continues to foster and that they're always this close, you know, throughout mm-hmm. life. It just, it just warms my heart. Literally yeah. shedding tears. So cute. <laughs> cutest. Um, Miriam, I think what were, what was one of the our main questions we had? Oh about- yes. So you mentioned Brooklyn has the the Dexcom, but she also yes. has the Tandem T Slim insulin pump, correct? Yes. Yes. So and now those are all syncing together. Yeah. She's you know high tech bionic lady. So <laughs> how has this? technology been for you guys is it a blessing a curse kind of all at, all at once um it's been life-changing mm-hmm. so okay so before we got we got Brooklyn's um her teeth limb at the beginning of this year um and actually before that so towards the end of 2019 my husband and I were just kind of considering it um, we were like, well, we've met our deductible, you know, should we just try the pump? Let's just do it. I mean, if we don't That's like it, do. yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, let's just get it because if, you know, it will be paid for. So let's just try it and see what happens. So we, you know, looked at different pump options and we immediately um, were just, um kind of attracted to the T-Slim just because of its ability to coordinate with the Dexcom. Mm-hmm. And I will, like, no kidding, her 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 T-Slim has just been um, a game changer. It's been a life 
saving device. <laughs> um, mainly because we don't have to, you know, run around and try to, you know, prick her with a needle six times a day. Um, I think she was, she was starting to get a little tired of that. Um, but now, you know, we just, you know, we do site changes every two to three days. Um, it's just the, the pump is, you know, it's small, it's user-friendly, it's very easy to use. Um, a lot of times people will ask us, um, you know, from her Instagram page, well, you know, do, do the tubes get in the way? Like, you know, I have a young child and I'm, I'm afraid that, you know, the tubes are just going to get ripped out or, you know, mm-hmm. do they bother her? And they don't. I mean, it, the whole thing has just, has just been so awesome. I mean, we uh, you know when it's time to eat we type in the numbers and the pump is just so smart it just knows what to do um yeah so I love it and obviously Dexcom you know a lot of people are familiar with Dexcom we Mm -hmm. um we just we can't live without it and and it's especially important now because you know Brooklyn's um she's in school during the day and so Mm -hmm. we are able to follow her blood sugar readings while she's away and that helps us support her teachers too like if we can see a low coming, we're able to, you know, send our teacher a note to say, hey, you know, I think Brooke's going to go low in a few minutes, go ahead and maybe give her, you know, a few sips of juice or a few sips of applesauce to kind of stop the low. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, no, both of those devices have been life changing for us. And I and I know that obviously years ago, people lived without them both. But I'm just so grateful and thankful that, um, you know, she has them. Um, she takes great care of her equipment and mm-hmm. um, we're just, uh, again, just, just very thankful. Yeah. And I think it's, it's really interesting to, to say that about the tubing, especially because I, I often kind of thought like about that, like, mm-hmm. oh, I wonder if, if for a toddler, if the tubing will be so challenging, but I guess they just adapt so quickly. It becomes like another limb. Yeah, exactly. And honest, and I tell people, honestly, the tubing has never been a problem for us. Um, she wears a little spy belt. It's a little mm-hmm. belt that she wears around her waist. And honestly, we just tuck her pump in there, tuck the tubing in there, and it's never been pulled out. Um, so we're, we're thankful for that. But it's never been in the way. She's still, I, I get asked a lot of times, well, can she still wear dresses and skirts? And I'm like, absolutely. She can still wear those things. Um, you know, you just kind of have to do a little, a little work around, but she, I mean, again, it, those devices have been, um, have been just a blessing for us. And we're just so, so thankful. Miriam wore her T-Slim on her wedding day and had a little hole cut out for her. You you just get really creative about about finagling and doing a little alteration. Exactly. Exactly. And you have such better control with the pump, specifically T-Slim. I think the the actual unit measurements Mm -hmm. are so minute, like what you can do. I'm on Mm -hmm. the Omnipod and while I love it, it's, it can only give in 0.05 increments mm-hmm. and, um, or maybe 0.5 SOS. It couldn't be 0.5. That would be, I think it's point. I think it's 0.5 for the Omnipod. Okay. I- yeah. Whatever it is. <laughs> <laughs> I've been on it for five years. SOS. Um, I love it just because of like my lifestyle and being an adult and being yes. like the klutz that I am, but mm-hmm. I always want like in the back of my mind I'm like maybe I should try the T-Slim and I have to say Brooke's been like I'm like if she can do it I could definitely do yes. it yes <laughs> if her mom can have her not like met like break it off or anything I mean I've ran into a wall by accident and knocked off my omnipod and let me tell you that was not pretty so I oh imagine my two gosh. Would be, wouldn't yes. be that bad. 
No, you can totally do it. And, and just to kind of touch on some of the points you mentioned um, about the T-SLIM, I mean, yeah, we are able to, you know, deliver those tiny, tiny increments mm-hmm. of insulin um, because Brooke, so she follows um, a low carb lifestyle. We feed her, um, you know, low carb kind of high protein. So her insulin needs are not great. And so we need that ability to kind of deliver those lower units of insulin. Um, so it's been great. I mean, you know, we've got the extended bullets fo- function for when we have those higher protein and higher fat type meals. And I mean, it's just so advanced and, and just, it's just cool. It's just, a, it's just a cool little device to have. And, and she loves it. Would yeah. you know not to touch? Well, I'm sure she knows this, but the, the interface, like the actual screen, I'd be like, oh my God, is she going to figure out this passcode? So, <laughs> so fun. Yeah. So honestly, she's never been the type that would just want to play with the pump, but I had those same um, concerns. But one thing that was really cool about the T-Slim is that Tandem did an update um, on their software. And so what we're able to do is, so before they did the update, in order to get into the pump, you just typed in one, two, three. And Brooklyn, mm-hmm. being just this clever little girl, she figured that out. So she typed, <laughs> she would say, okay, one, two, three. So I was like, oh my God, she knows the code to get into the pump. <laughs> so I probably, I was thinking, okay, she probably wouldn't mess with it, but what if she would, right? Yeah. So mm-hmm. Tandem came out with an update to the software and you were able to add on like an extra layer of, a, of an wow. extra code, an mm-hmm. extra code, right? So we have the one, two, three. Um, but now we've added, um, an additional, um, let's see, it's like a four to six. I think it's, let's see. It's another four. It's a four. Yeah. I was thinking, I was like, wait, what is the code? Um, it's an additional four digit code for her pump. Um, so it's just an extra layer of protection, especially for parents. If you're concerned about, you know, your little one, you know, Mm -hmm. playing with it, um, during the day or when you put them to bed, well, what if they pull it out and start, you know, touching the screen, add that extra, um, passcode on there and, Mm -hmm. and you should be good. That's awesome. Yeah. And so, yeah, I'm also curious, how has it been with her at school? How have the teachers, classmates, how has she adapted to that environment? So it was a big deal for us to even send Brooklyn back to school, you know, mm-hmm. with all of the COVID um, yeah. kind of things going on. Um, but we made the decision to send her back. Um, and so with her going to a new grade this year, she had all new teachers. And so that was mm-hmm. really one of the hesitations that my husband and I had that was, okay, do we send her back, you know, to this, to a place where, you know, they're going to be learning from scratch about diabetes and, Mm -hmm. you know, or let's just maybe keep her at home and, you know, where she's well-managed and we have everything under control. But anyways, we decided to send her back. Um, Her teachers actually had to sit through a four hour training um, that was, yeah, that was required by um, Bright from the Start, which is kind of like the governing body for um, like preschools and daycares here in Georgia. So they sat through a four hour training and of course they had, um, you know, glazed eyes when it was all over with because it was, yeah, because it was information overload. It was like, oh my God. I mean, the training covered everything from what is diabetes to the difference between type one and type two, carb counting, what is insulin, how does it work, signs of low, signs of highs, emergency situations. So as you can imagine, someone that it's new. Yeah, it's a lot, but I will say they've been excellent. Her teachers have been so, so good. Um, and thankfully we have each of their cell phone numbers. And so I know, 
um, kind of where she is during certain times of the day. Mm -hmm. So I can easily text a teacher and say, Hey, you know, you need to do this or do that, Mm -hmm. but they're doing, they're doing so well. And again, just, we're just grateful for the Dexcom so that we can follow along because that gives me some sort of sense of security that she's going to be okay. Um, Because without it, I would be constantly worrying I mean, not that I don't already worry, but I would <laughs> worry even more um, if I couldn't see those numbers and help them manage. But she's she's doing well. She's doing well. Her classmates, um, they ask their three-year-olds. So, of course, they mm-hmm. ask a lot of questions. Like the other day I was up at her school and one of her one of her classmates said, what are you – I was um, – doing something on her pop and he said, what are you doing? Why does Brooklyn have that? What is that for? Yeah, they're like, what are you, what are you doing to her? And I'm like, I'm I'm like, I promise. Just trying to get in and out. Right, right. I was like, okay, buddy, I promise this is, this is for her safety, but they're, they're all intrigued and, you know, I'm just glad that they're asking questions because, you know, the more they know, then the better they can support her while she's there. Mm -hmm. 100%. Yeah. So she's just so adorable. I can't. Thank you. Um, yeah. So I think you answered all of our questions. Yeah. Well, I have one more question actually. Sorry, as we have a couple minutes left, which sure. is, you know, what would you tell a parent of a very newly diagnosed child? You know, what would be important for them to know in those first weeks, months, as they're sort of adapting to this new normal? Um, I guess I would say, um. You know, it's normal to feel overwhelmed in the beginning, um, but just know that it's going to be okay. Um, I would tell them to take it one day at a time and even sometimes take it even an hour at a time Um, Mm -hmm. and just realize that you can do the same thing each day. But diabetes does not play fairly. Um, And sometimes you are going to get a different result, even if you do the same thing every single day. So just, you know, take it in stride. Um, Ask for help if you need it. You know, um, you know, just remember that it's going to be okay. Um, And just remember that, you know, you're you are your child's biggest and first advocate so just always just be that person for them speak up for them obviously because for the little ones they're not able to do that so as parents you know we have to be you know their biggest and their strongest and their first advocate um and again just you know at the end of the day breathe and just just know that your child is going to be okay um, that they will still be able to have, you know, a successful life. This will not, you know, hold them back in any sort of way. And the days will get easier as they come. That is yes. great advice. This I was like, is cool. I, I needed to hear that too. That <laughs> I know. Thank you. I'm like, oh, really sure, you're welcome. You can do it. this. Um, you can. <laughs> man, this actually, uh, I've been, I like, it's a question I've been meaning to ask forever. Yeah. Do your parents still monitor you? Me? Mine? Yeah. yeah. Well, no, because they this technology oh, yeah. did not exist. So actually, I've been the one who had to explain like, oh, yeah, you can like follow me in my Dexcom <laughs> if you want. And they're like, what? Oh, why? <laughs> oh, um, <laughs> because yeah. I this is making me want to kind of talk to my mom and be like, how did you not panic while I was right. at school? Because I'm imagining like I would now be that now. Yeah, now that I'm older mm-hmm. and kind of closer to a parent age than the kid age, it's like how, you know, I just can't imagine 
being so blind but yes I think you just didn't they didn't know any better you know it's like pregnancy as a type 1 diabetic kind of like how people did it 50 years ago yeah they did it it. they did it and I and it's just so funny you mentioned that because sometimes I think now like if we have a temporary sensor issue or Mm -hmm. you know for 30 minutes I'm over here freaking out and I'm like okay Crystal it's 30 minutes she will be back online soon but you're right parents did it without the technology years ago Mm-hmm. Uh, but I know we're all just so grateful that we have it now and it's made our lives so much easier. Yeah. And it's <laughs> funny because my parents both follow me on my Dexcom. And I think that was one of like the only reasons why they were chill with me, you know, not taking time off from college, right. When I was diagnosed, mm-hmm. cause I was in Boston yeah. and they were in Jacksonville. They're like, okay, six months after my diagnosis, we can I track got, you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I got my Dexcom and they were like, okay, well it'll alert us. Because, you know, it, things are pretty volatile when you're first diagnosed. You're still mm-hmm. learning your your doses, all of your ratios. Yeah. And um, being in Boston, luckily I wasn't in a different time zone. I think that would have just driven them off the edge. But, <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, and being in college and, you know, trying to have a full college experience, mm-hmm. it, I definitely put my parents through the ringer, even though they didn't really know too much about diabetes. Like I didn't yeah. either before I was diagnosed and they still don't know the specifics of things because again, I was 20 and they didn't mm-hmm. need to, but my parents, like last night I had a bad low and I get a call at like 1130 and I'm at my boyfriend's and I'm like, Hey, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, okay, love you. Bye. But it, it does, even though like, I feel like at some point I'm sure Brooke will be like, mom, you got to stop. No, it never. never. It never I won't ends. do it. I and won't still, do it. I'm still grateful though. Like that's like the yeah. key takeaway to me being the kid is mm-hmm. I have slept through an alarm once or twice mm-hmm. and it's I'm so grateful for the times my parents called and woke me up like I would not yeah. change that for the world and I much rather have an awkward conversation with them the next day <laughs> than and they yeah. would too then and yep. it does kind of help bridge and foster that relationship in a whole new light in communication yeah. um mm-hmm. again yeah. I am like 26 almost 27 so this is a very different scenario but <laughs> it, it never really ends and you're always like she, Brooke is gonna grow up and be like oh my gosh my parents were the best and yeah. I still think that about mine and Miriam I'm sure still mm-hmm. thinks that about hers yeah. and it's just the level of care that they give you anytime throughout your diagnosis the support is is never ending and it's just yes. something that you can't take for granted Absolutely. Yeah. And one other thing that I just thought that I I absolutely have to mention this that just really helps our family so much. Um, And I get asked this a lot um, on Brooke's page, but a lot of people will ask, well, what app are you using um, that you flash on her stories a lot? And it's the SugarMate app. And so it really helps um, with those nighttime lows. So parents, if you don't have the SugarMate app, um, you have to get out there and download it because it will call you when your your type one um, when their when their blood sugar goes low. So oh if you're if you're yeah, so if you are someone that sleeps through alarms or you just don't hear them. Um, get the sugar me app because the ringtone is very distinct. Like when it calls, you know, like, you know, to wake up. And so it's that's yes. So that's been a a lifesaver for us. Um, Yes, yes. That's great. And that's Ah. great for anyone out there who doesn't either want to have their parents on or doesn't have Mm -hmm. that, you know, yeah. anyone to do that with that's a yes. great you can do, have sugar mate for yourself as well absolutely that's, so, yep. that's a great so resource to new, know. yes so many amazing resources absolutely. so good and i i can't leave without also telling you this that because you guys are outside of atlanta where i grew up when 
Brooklyn is old enough, she has to go to Camp Kudzu. Oh my gosh, yes. So her pediatrician I, talks about Camp Kudzu all the time. And oh I, I so gosh. want her to go. And we're ready. We're ready. Oh, She'll love it. <laughs> She's too little now, but yes. I have to say it's like the most magical experience. Oh, can we, can we have FOMO for not having diabetes as a child? Every, um, like all, obviously there's diabetes camps all over the country, but I'm convinced Kudzu is just the best one. It's like, oh, wow. Such a special community. And and my family has been very involved since the very beginning. So it's a very special place in my heart. Well, thank you for sharing that. Yeah, I've been told that um, when Brooke's old enough to go, that that'll be a good time for dad and I to maybe even take a little vacation too. Oh, because, yes. You know, deserve it. it yeah, deserve because it's it. like, yeah, right. Because finally she'll be with other people that like get diabetes. They just understand it and you don't have to worry so much. But but yeah, when she's old enough, trust me, she'll she'll be there. <laughs> oh, good. good. Like, and I'll be at the beach. Um, I'll be Goodbye. <laughs> where I am right now in my head. Um, thank you so much. We really appreciate it. This has been great. Oh, it's no, it's no, Brooke no. around to say hi. We should get confused i don't know how children oh no yeah i can go do you want to can i go grab her real quick and she comes say goodbye okay yeah. hold on one hold on one second can you say hello hi hi brooke <laughs> hi brooke we're excited to meet you and to talk to you we have diabetes too wow it's true it's- <laughs> what in the we world? Just- she said what in the world <laughs> I know. Believe it. We're adult ladies with type one. We exist. (laughs) We wanted to say hi. Thank you. Say thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. (laughs) Oh my goodness. Thank you so much, Crystal. That made my life. Uh Oh Oh, yes. Her brother say hi to the brother. Hello. John, can you say hi? Hi. Hi, Hi. Here you're so great with Brooke and her care, and you know so much about type 1. Dad carries me up. He does carry you up. That's right. Aww. Aww. I wish I had a brother like that. <laughs> Dad, do you want to say thanks and thanks for having the fun? Yeah, thank you for having the fun. <laughs> Sorry you didn't get to participate in the whole thing. <laughs> thank you for having such an adorable family. Um, what a weird way to wrap up the episode, but no, a great way. Um, on that note, thank you so much to the Hall family for joining us. We are huge fans. Everyone should go check out their Instagram page at T1D underscore Brookie for quite possibly the cutest family you'll ever see. And I stand by that. Uh, and follow us on Instagram at pancreas underscore pals. Follow us on Facebook at pancreas pals PP. Slide into our email at pancreas pals123 at gmail.com and be sure to let us know what you want to hear. We're so excited for this episode to come out and we are so thankful to have the whole family here with us. Thank you, ladies, for having us. <laughs> Thank you. Everyone have a great rest of your week. Bye. Bye. Bye.